Hello, good evening and welcome to what will be episode 15 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio, sponsored by Potters. And with that being said, we have a very special guest tonight, professional snooker player. He, he probably won't call himself that at the minute, but he definitely is. It's Dave Gilbert. And there's your applause. Thoroughly deserved. I've heard that for a while. <laughs> there we go. How are you doing, Dave? You okay? <laughs> I'm all good, mate. Good to be here. Yeah. Happy days. Nervous? Uh, not quite. Oh, that's all right then. Happy days. We're all right for a minute. Good stuff. Let's get going. Um, we're going to jump straight in. Before I ask you the, the general first question of, you know, how you got into playing Q Sports, etc., etc., a lot happened last weekend in the pool scene. And I know you're quite new to the pool scene, but I'd like to know your thoughts on what happened over the course of the weekend in terms of the money matches and the events that kind of happened. Absolutely. Well, I, I didn't think I'd avoid this question, so no, let's first get it one, out mate. of the way. First one. Um, obviously, I was at home very ill uh, on the Friday night when Carl was playing the game against Daz. Um, went over to help set up. Everything was spot on how we like it. You know, we we go over and above to put up a good proper match arena for the lads to play. Uh, and we expect good order from, from everyone. Um, you know, I was on my phone late at night and I'm getting a hell of a lot of messages late on. I could tell things weren't going quite to plan. Uh, and the rest is history. Luckily, Kyle ended up winning the game. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's disappointing to hear that things didn't go perfectly. As as we absolutely want to, um, there's obviously a couple of uh, incidents. A couple of lads probably had a bit too much ale and uh, shouted out a couple of things that probably didn't need to be said. And and Daz got got upset by that. Um, I, I do agree with Daz. You know, I can't condone. I don't condone um, two lads having it having a game for money and not having conditions absolutely spot on. But, but I'm going to defend my lads and I'm going to defend my club. I think far too much was said uh, over social media that was probably a little bit incorrect, a, a bit fabricated and all the rest of it. What I will say about my club and the members is uh, we've got a fantastic bunch. The mem- everybody that comes through them doors, me, Phil and Neil, all absolutely appreciate and will defend to the hilt. I can't, I can't defend people having a bit too much to drink and, and getting a bit rowdy blah, 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 and I wish them little things didn't happen. Uh, going forward, if we was to let Carl have another game, which I'm sure we will, because there's no way I'm going to stand in the way of a young lad with a, with a fantastic following, and he has got a fantastic following, of playing any more games, you know. We'll, we'll take a couple of measures, maybe ask a couple of lads to sit the next next game out, possibly. Um, but I do feel bad that I do feel like a few things was... Made, not made up. I won't say that, but there's a, there's a, there was a bit added on to every every yeah. tale. You Chinese know. whispers, Chinese whispers, and and some of the stuff put over social media was a bit out of control. Mm-hmm. Kyle's a fantastic lad. He plays the game the right way, and that's why we uh, took a shine to him early on because we could see he's got great ability, and uh, we wanted to help a local lad out. You know, Phil was keen to have a, a snooker player, and we've ended up with a pool player. What I have learned about these money matches, you know, I've I've seen a fair bit now over the last twelve months. Like you say, was I was absolutely wet behind the ears. I had no idea how even big Paul was. Do you know, not not a clue. Um, I think if you went to any club and watched one of these games, there's probably a couple of lads that are a bit loud and leery. Mm-hmm. All of them, you know, it yeah. isn't just our club. 
and I feel like people are a bit too quick to have a pop, maybe maybe at me even, and uh, and put our club down. Our club's yeah. a fantastic club, and we do great things for the locals. You know, yeah, of course you do. I mean, listen from from my perspective, and you know, I'm I'm obviously not just saying this because you are sponsors of the show, <clears throat> but you get you get that kind of attitude and these incidents at at anything. You know, you you get it at football. It doesn't, you know. Fans misbehaving doesn't tarnish the club's name, and it should be exactly the same for this. You know, Paul is a pub sport, yeah, and alcohol is involved. Yeah, things are going to happen. Alcohol and a bit of gambling, yeah, it can be exactly. a bad mix. Uh, you, you're absolutely spot on. Um, a couple of my mates, I'm going to use you, Harry Farrell, <laughs> if you're listening as an example. You know, Harry's a lovely, quiet lad. Uh, he supports the Villa, watches England play. If you watch that lad after a couple of pints when the football's on, he becomes another person, you know. For that 90 minutes, he, he's, I'm like, I don't even know who you are, mate. What's going on here? I can't get my head around it, the changing him. And the pool scene is a bit like that. People get right behind the man and uh, can get a bit carried away. It's a shame, an absolute shame, because I don't ever want to hear anything bad spoke about my club or or any of my la- or any of the lads that use the club, you know. They're, they're, they're all good guys. Um these these things do happen. They have happened. Uh, we'll we'll try our best to make sure they don't happen. But I, but me, Phil or Neil can't tell people how to behave nonstop after a few too many pints. The pool world's a crazy world. You know, it's a, it's another level. They do shout out. They do. All we ask for from going forward is if anybody comes to play Kyle, it's best of order at all times. You know, cheer Kyle on by all means, but when the other geezers at the table and things like that, don't be shouting. Yeah, just be respectful. Any, just be respectful to both and let them have a good tear up. Yeah. Unfortunately, people have free will, and when they've had a bit of alcohol, if they want to shout something, they'll shout something. And there's, you can't stop that as a as a club owner, no. and nobody can. Kyle no. can't stop it while he's playing. No. It's, but it does affect Kyle. Of course it, it does. Oh, of course Kyle. it does. Yeah, definitely. And you could, yeah. you know, you could tell. Yeah. Um. Fortunately, he got over the line. So he, he he got the he got the win, and I think um, it'll probably toughen him up for a lot for the future as well. Um, yeah, let's just put it to bed. There was a bigger game than ours the night after, and look, definitely I mean, was. That, I mean, how that ended, I don't even know. I don't know how there weren't even a riot. You know, it yeah. was outrageous. It was really bad, and you all know what we're talking about. So we're gonna we're gonna stop that there. I yeah. think that's I think that's enough for that topic. Um, you know. Seven seven minutes on that is enough. <laughs> so we're going to move on because I've got tons to ask you and okay. definitely not enough time. How did you get into snooker, into Q Sports? Uh, well, it all happened basically. I, I used to go, well, the club on our own was South Derbyshire Snooker Centre. Um, I'm a lad from Donisorp originally. My granddad and my uncle Mick used to play every Sunday afternoon and I just went along with them. Um, I think I was 10 or 11 and I'd just sit and watch him play. You know, I, I don't really remember having much of a game. And then from there, started watching snooker. My old man got us a little pool table in the garage. And, and from there, I just basically just hit balls nonstop. You know, Hendry was my hero and I just tried to copy him. Oh, excellent. Um, so, you know, it's, it's interesting you say Hendry was your hero. You've obviously played against Hendry. Yeah. You know, what was that like with him being your hero? Um. I played him in the World Championships. Uh, I think I was ahead, actually. The first time I ever <coughs> qualified for the Crucible, I think I was 5-1 up. I lost the match 10-7 or Tarant 10-8. Uh, I played terrible for pretty much most of the match. Um, 
I weren't very good back then, though. You know, me qualifying for the Crucible then was was me like winning the tournament. That's as probably Massive, as yeah. that was probably as far as I could go, and I was all right with that. I was happy with that. You know, I never I never thought I'd play at the Crucible at the time. So just to qualify for it was was me like winning it. So, uh, but it was a good experience. Um, you know, Hend- Hendry's still the only guy that walks in a room, and I, and I kind of like have a little bit of a look at a bit in awe. You know, he's got some swag about him. I'll give him that. Yeah, of course. I- completely agree that's fair enough um amazing that you got to play against him unfortunate on the result but you know so you hadn't got past the last 16 of a ranking event but then you reached the final of the 2015 international championship and lost out 10-5 to john higgins do you remember much about about the competition and you run to the final yeah um it, it was just it was a weird one because like um Two, I think a couple of weeks before, I was really struggling with my game. I was trying really hard, you know. Um, ten years before, you know, I've been a pro twenty years, but I only class ten of it as actually mm. trying to be a snooker professional. The rest of it was just part time and nonsense. Really, there, there were when there weren't any competitions, and I weren't that particularly bothered. But um, literally two weeks before, then I was struggling with my game, and uh, I went to the attack to play Matt Selt. Another player, and he had a few cues from Thailand, and he went, here, I'll have a look at this cue, mate. Picked it up, had a shot with it. I went, oh, that feels amazing. Do you mind if I give it a go? And he says, yeah, just buy it. And, you know, and it, it, it cost me 100 quid. I had to buy him a bottle of aftershave for this cue. So it's the best £100 I ever spent. <laughs> Literally from there, I got to the semis of a tournament the week before. I were in Mulheim and then flew to China and got to the final. Um, I think sometimes, you know, when you're in a good headspace, think, think good things can happen. Um, I was never good enough to win that competition, you know, playing John in the final. I didn't believe I could win, you know. I, I was too happy to make the final. I'd, I'd, I'd gone from having not a lot of money to winning 65,000 quid, I think, at the time. Uh, that really helped helped us out going forward. It was life-changing, isn't it? And, uh, well, it, it was. It was like it may as well have been a million quid. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great time. Yeah, brilliant. Um so with you saying that, I'm, I'm guessing you weren't really disappointed at the fact that you'd lost the final then? No, I, I mean, I was 5-4 down going into the second the, the night session. I was in the game, but um, yeah, John kind of showed his class and pulled yeah. away. He, he, really, he played three proper frames on the spin and that was the end of that. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, still, brilliant run, excellent to get to the final. Yeah. Where did the angry farmer come from? The angry farmer was, uh, years, uh, I don't know. Seven, eight years ago, Matt Selt again. He's a funny guy, the Selt, I'll give him that. Um, he was trying to get me to go on Twitter, and we were just thinking of Twitter names, and he come up with a... It was a tam- it was either going to be the Tamworth Tantrum or the Angry Farmer, and obviously I used to be a farmer. Done a lot of farming and that, and um, obviously I've been known to have quite a fiery temperament, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, snooker drives me mental, so he come out with, oh, I know the Angry Farmer, so I was like, that's it, mate, that's clicked. Bang on. So we went with that. I was on Twitter for about two days and realised what a load of nonsense that was and <laughs> clicked off it. So that Sacked was that. It off. Yeah. But the angry farmer remains. But it stuck, so, it stuck, yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. And what's it like playing oh. abroad? You know, is it, a, is it a completely different feel from playing over here or did it bother you too much? Yeah, I hated it. I hated when I first started travelling. I qualified for the Shanghai Masters for the first time, I don't know what year, years ago. Um scared to death you know you go to China and places like this it's, it's another world you know um, took me a long time to <clears throat> to just relax and enjoy it out there but as soon as I did I realised how lucky we was and how well we were looked after you know it's fantastic the only the only thing I probably struggled with 
out there is the playing conditions can be can be so different you know the uh with the climate being so hot and humid you know the tables play really heavy which re- don't and, and the and the rooms are that air condition the tables just so damp all the time you know yeah. so it's it kind of didn't suit my game at all because I'm more of a stroker I don't really hit the balls very firm and hard whereas you kind of need to really drill through the ball on them conditions you know so but once once I got over the traveling and uh, started talking to a few of the lads a bit more you know I, I, I loved it I miss it I miss it covid I hate covid it's kind of ruined snooker you know, yeah. uh, but hopefully we start travelling again. Okay, and where's where's the best place you've played at? The best place, well, obviously it's easy to say the Crucible and it's easy to say the Masters. I've enjoyed, you know, I've been lucky enough to, to go deep in both comps. They're, they're the best places without a doubt, you know. I think the Masters is the is a is phenomenal event if you can get into it. Um, there's two and a half thousand people. It's just you and another geezer, you know. You, it's all on you to get... Deep, the Crucible's a different feel. It's just pure intense and pressure, the Crucible, you know. But, you know, I'm lucky enough to have played a one-table set-up there and I'll, ne- I'll never forget the buzz I had there, even though it was probably pure pressure. But um, I realised how big it was, you know. It was it, it was brilliant. And then the other, there's another place where I've been really lucky. I made the final and, and embraced. It's the biggest crowd of the year. It's the German Masters. An incredible venue, an incredible venue, Um like there's like three thousand people. The, the walk-ons, let alone, you know, you, I, I still watch videos of that non-stop. It's an incredible vibe, you, uh, and the, the Europeans love the snooker. They clap. They they're fair to both players, you yeah. know. They just want to see good snooker. Yeah, brilliant. And did you have a specific walkout song? Well, uh, uh, my my tunes, Faithless Insomnia, so it's a bit of a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. Uh, as long as they've started off at the right moment you know <laughs> and the crowd the crowd seemed to get behind it and love it so it's a good tune yeah excellent brilliant stuff um there was a really interesting fact about that i saw about you um you might not be too pleased about it because it, it was the outcome was a loss but i'd read that you had a deciding frame at nine nine <clears throat> that went down as the longest frame in snooker history right. of yeah 123 minutes it's unbelievable it's outrageous and in, and uh yeah yeah. yeah, funny story about that match. I lost it ten nine. Fergal O'Brien. I was six one up in that match. Right, uh, it was the last qualifying round for the Crucible. Six uh, one up, and I was complaining to the ref like mad. Fergal, Fergal, the first session played awful. He was awful, so it was quite easy for me. But the the match was dragging like mad. He was going to the toilet for fifteen minutes every every frame. He was driving me mad. He was, and I love Fergal. I'll never say a bad word about him. He's a great guy, and he's forgotten more than I'll ever know. You know, I respect him f- a lot. Uh, but I remember complaining to the ref. You need to have a word with Fergal here. He's, he's just time wasting nonstop. He's taking far too long over shots. Blah blah blah. So we get into the the last session, and honestly, he, he played okay the last session, but it was the it was the most granite snooker I've, I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen such negative safety play ever like that. I mean, how a frame can last two hours is, is, is beyond. Outrageous. It's it's unbelievable. It's, but if that ever gets beat, then I feel sorry for whoever plays in it. You know, uh, it's just a shame that. I lost the frame because yeah, it, it was absolute torture. The whole match was torture, mate. So. Yeah, we'll move on from so, that one. Yeah, okay, an unwanted record. Yeah, shocker, shocker. <laughs> um, have you come across, have you played much against Ronnie? I've played Ronnie quite a few times. Uh, I keep drawing him at the Crucible. I've drawn him twice at the Crucible and I've played really well in both matches and I've got pumped 10-7 and 10-5. Um, I think he went on to win both of the 
titles that year. I'm not quite sure. Uh, the one, I, the one I lost ten seven. You know, I'd have beat anybody else in the world. Yeah. It was unbelievable against like, Ronnie. That's it it was right. unbelievable how I lost that match. You know, there was a couple of times where Ronnie nearly, nearly went, uh, but he can just produce a bit of magic, a bit of luck, and he's he's straight back. And yeah, there's no way I'd. Have, I don't think I'd have lost the match to many other people on the, on the tour that day. It was. He's a phenomenal player. Everyone says he's the goat. He's not my goat, but uh, he is incredible. Yeah, do you do you not get that same feeling of awe as you get with Henry when you see Ronnie? Not anymore, no. No, no, I'm over it. Okay, that's, yeah, that's but 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 Ronnie has got some serious swag. I'll give him that, and and you know he makes the game look so easy. Yeah, of course, that's fair enough. Um, so your highest career ranking, yeah, was tenth. Really, right? How does that feel? That's uh, yeah, yeah that's back class. back then. Listen, before COVID, if COVID never happens, I think I'll still be in the top sixteen, top ten. Um, a lot's changed. That changed me a lot. The COVID mess. Um, yeah, I, it weren't lucky that I was number ten in the world either. I, I, you know, people don't see the way. It's a shame the guys at Swad and that don't really see see me now as as what I was. You know, because I'm not a player anymore. I'm I'm no, I'm no nowhere near the level I was, and and that's just pure effort. But the effort I put back in. Back then, in them days, for like a good five or six years, was outrageous. You know, um, I deserved every bit of it, and it was no fluke. Yeah, I mean, you say some people probably don't view you in that way, but like myself and others, like <clears throat> I do. To me, you're a celebrity sat across from me, and it's I'm definitely not a celebrity. Oh, come on, Dave. But I could play snooker once upon a time. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, who loves Q Sports, that makes you. That makes right. you up there. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I I uh, I was definitely a good player at some point, uh, but I worked I worked for every bit of it. Yeah, earned it. Fair play. Yeah, fair play. You've played obviously the the rest of them as well. You've got your Mark Williams, yeah. Selby, Steve yeah. Davis, Hendry, Neil Robertson. Is there much difference between them all, or you know, just do some of them have certain personalities that are, that are much different to the others, or? Yeah, they've all they've all got their own ways. Click, uh, but I'll tell you why they're, they're the best players because they believe they are. They've got ultimate belief in everything they do, and um, that's why they just do it so much more consistently. There's lots of players that can play top level snooker, but there's not many that can do it day in day out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and their off days, they're still very good. They're just better between the ears. It's not it's not talent. It's not look it's not skill that they were born with this god-given talent it's hard work they've all worked nobody practices harder than ronnie o'sullivan people say ronnie oh he don't even play that ronnie he had a year off he didn't he still won the world he don't even play and i'm telling you now nobody plays more than ronnie o'sullivan and uh yeah it gets quite tiring because it's a question i get asked a lot you know oh that ronnie you don't play do you know ronnie blah, blah, blah. let me tell you ronnie plays more than anybody yeah that's that's good for everyone to know at home we have had a comment uh, sent in to me uh, via text message, which is new, but thank you, Vinny Loden. He was going to message well, him, wasn't he? It Mr. Was some Paul. Point. It was Mr. Paul was going to message him. <laughs> um, he said, your ability is amazing and he loves your Rolls-Royce Q action. Well, well it's, it's more like a, an old knackered dat- <laughs> Datsun at the minute, but um, hello, Vin, how are you, mate? <laughs> um, yeah, I wish I could dedicate myself like I used to because I still think I have something in the tank. It's just where I, I'm just nowhere near near the levels needed to, to be that player at the minute. So, I, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how it works or, you know, what competitions are coming up yeah. soon, but are you, 
are you planning to, to enter? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting myself down for all the comps, uh, but at the same time, I could quite easily put the queue away and never play again right now. I'm, I'm pretty torn because I know I can always nick a living. Of course I can, but I, to be what I want to be, as in I want to turn up to comps thinking I can win the thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, when you're turning up, just trying to nick a couple of matches and nick a few quid, it, it's, it does nothing for me. That bores me. Mm-hmm. I've got no time for that. I can do other things. I've got other things that I'd like to do. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite sure whether I, c- I can fully dedicate myself to it again or, or anymore, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm torn with it every day. I've had my queue out today and I think, right, this is it. I'm going to go back to my old ways here and now. This is it. I'm going to fully give it another shot. And then 10 minutes later, I just want to put my cue away. So I'm, I'm just too in and out with it at the minute. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's a very honest answer. So I appreciate that. Um, is there any regrets you have over the years in the sport? I mean, maybe in terms of ways you you went about a game and you played in a certain way that might have been different to usual? Or, you know, are you, uh, are you happy with the way your career's gone? No, uh, my, my career's, you know, it's had so many downs and not many ups. Um I could regret a hell of a lot of things, but I don't think there's any point, you know. Um, I just wanted, all I was, when I decided to really give it a proper go, I don't know, around 2012, 13, 14, whatever it was, I just chucked my whole life into it. Everything I did was snooker, snooker, snooker. Whereas before that, I was a pro 10 years before that, I was probably like on the verge of the top 32 without even trying. I was working 24, you know, 24-7 at the farm. Didn't matter to me. But I just had something in me that I needed to prove, not to anybody else. As, as a youngster and to, to like my mid-twenties, I'd be in the club, oh, there's Dave, the loser, you know, he, he should, he could have done this, he could have done that. I totally get it. And it used to it used to really bother me what other people thought of me. Whereas once I'd proper chucked myself all in with a snooker, I couldn't care less what anybody thinks of me now. It was only what I think between my own ears. And it was just... Um, it was just a mad drive that I had in me that I had to prove to myself that I could play the game to a decent level. I've been a top 16 player for a few years. I've won tournament. I've played on the biggest stages. I haven't got anything to... I've made a living. I think anybody that makes a living at something they choose to do, you, you're doing all right, you know. I have nothing to prove to anybody now, so I can, I can leave snooker and be all right with that. Yeah, no, fair play. Fair play. You say there's been a lot of lows and, and not many highs. Yeah. But we'll talk about a couple of the highs. Yeah. Um, first of all, something that is obviously quite interesting, you got the 147th 147. Yeah. Did you know at the time, though, that that was? No, I didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. It was just in the, the Championship League, so it's a, it a bit of a closed behind doors thing. Um, I remember parting the black and the ref, Paul Collier, at the time, was like, oh, that that's the 147th 147. Didn't have a clue. Still a bit disappointed with World Snooker, actually, because the, they reckoned I was going to get some magic, Lovely new gift, posh gift. All right, okay. So I was thinking, you know, a nice gold Rolex or something like that. And ended up with a set of plastic cufflinks, which uh, I don't even know where they are. So I was quite disappointed plastic. about that because they made out they was going to make a right fuss about it when somebody had it. I'm sure if it was Ronnie and Sullivan yeah, that had say, it, yeah. might, I don't think he'd have got the plastic cufflinks. Plastic cufflinks. Mm. Poor. That is poor. Very poor, Will Snooker. Uh, if you're listening, which, you know, I doubt you are, but if you are... <laughs> Listen, sort it out. Yeah. God, that's bad. Um, okay, also, you obviously won the Champions League snooker. Yeah. How did that feel? That must have uh, been brilliant. 
it's quite quite strange because obviously it was still a, it was just after COVID, but it, it was nice to just finally get a, tr- a trophy and just be able to say you're a winner. But do you know what? All them years I chased being a winner, it was it was uh, it was forgot about pretty quick. It should have kicked me on to bigger and better things. But like you say, I, I just never quite after COVID, I never quite had the love for snooker and. Uh, I was I've just become too in and out with it, so it was a weird one because it was something I'd chased for so long, and no, um, it didn't really change anything, really. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> my, my best moments are obviously the most disappointing moments, you know. So that that's quite a strange thing to deal with and have. Yeah, of course. I mean, you've definitely still got to be proud of the position you've had when you think of all of the greats that have played the game and that you've played against the position that you created for yourself you know you've been 10th in the world which is unbelievable you've won the Champions League you've done great things After I should imagine 90% of players that ever pick up a queue and start playing would be alright with my career you know I've been a winner in the top 16 player and played in the biggest venues going and, and done alright and earned a living um, we can't all be Ronnie O'Sullivan, Mark Selby, Neil Robertson, you know. Um, yeah, of course. If I'd have done things differently early on in my life, then then and listened to the people and the good advice I had as a kid, then who knows? But I don't worry about things like that. I'm just glad that Barry Earn took over the game and gave us all uh, a better opportunity. And um, I'd like to think I, I grabbed it with both hands. Yeah, I mean hindsight's a wonderful thing. Of course it is. You know? Of course it is. But listen, you've earned this. There you go. There we go. Have another one. Yeah, cheers. Vinny's at home clapping, clapping as well. So there we go. It's been great to talk snooker with you, obviously. But we're going to go into we're going to go into a bit of pool proper game. Yeah, the proper game. Here we go. Um, how did the you know the the whole coming into Potters <coughs> happen? You know? Well, uh, me, Phil, and Nez took over the club that I first started playing with. Um, and our plan was only ever to take one snooker table out and just have a couple of pool tables because we just thought, well, we'll just try it. And then we quickly realised from there that, hold on a minute, this pool's pretty pretty big around here. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's mental. You know? And, then, and then we have some, a lot of good guys, great top local players coming our club and they're like suggesting things. And I'm thinking, this pool's a lot bigger than we know, lads. It's weird because... I've lived in snooker clubs for 30 years and I had no idea how popular pool was. It is colossal. It's far bigger than snooker as a social sport, I'd say. Um, it's not as big a sport, but it but it certainly could be, I think. I don't know. It's, it, it's, I think the prize money is absolutely shocking that all the guys play for. It, it's mad how big an interest there is that they're still playing for absolute peanuts, you know. I, I'm amazed that they can't up that, that number. Um so yeah, we quickly realised that snooker tables kept tumbling out and two more pool tables kept coming in and um, now we've ended up with an upstairs lovely snooker room and downstairs is a pool hall and uh, and it works great. Yeah, no, it's it's excellent. So it's easy to say that it caught you by surprise then. Yeah, big time, big time. Didn't 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 have a clue. No, no clue at all. And then and then there's not just that. Then there's hold on a minute. Which cloth do you want to play on? They all play on different cloths. They all play on different style of table. They all play on different balls. Um, and then obviously you got the rule sets that I'm like, it just blows my yeah. brain. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for me, the easiest thing is if all the organisations just had a big hug and a kiss and, and just become one and, and and one rule set and make mm-hmm. it nice and easy, you know? Yeah, black ball, please. I'd, whatever, whatever. Well, <laughs> they should just do a vote. Just do a poll as easy as that. Yeah. It, there'd, there'd always be quite a few disappointed 
bless them. But um, no, you know, do you see yourself maybe, do, do you find it more fun than snooker? Uh, I enjoy game of pool. I'm not very good at it. Uh, I can give the lads a game now and again. Obviously, if I can pot a ball off the break, the break's such a big shot, oh, yeah. unbelievable. And uh, I really, I know, I do really enjoy game of pool. It's not something I'm ever going to take up or, or go for. Um, I'd have had a money match with Tierney if he'd have fancied it. If he'd have turned up with fifty hundred grand, I'd have, I'd have gone to my piggy bank and <laughs> and gave it one go. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. So. Um, as regards for me playing pool, all I'm you know I'm in the pairs with, in the ultimate pairs with Kyle uh, on the 24th of July. We've got got us a nice couple of shirts made up for that. So, nice. so make, at least make sure I, you're watching, guys. So at least it will look the part. But uh, unlucky to Kyle that he couldn't have a proper player with him like um, a John Chambers or something because you know I'm not going to do him any favors. That's for sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, what were your thoughts on pool prior to? Know, prior to realising just how kind of big it was at the moment when you oh, when just, you first yeah, come in, like, like any snooker player, it's just for people that can't play snooker. <laughs> that that's it. In a nutshell, you know the the the, the clubs at Tamworth never. You know there was only a few tables ever over at Tamworth Way, so I, I just no idea what whatsoever all about it. But now now I know a bit. I've been to some comps with Kyle at, at Blackpool, met a few of the bigger players, watched them. You know I, I've. Conf- Fully, I'd much rather watch a game of pool between two good players than a game of snooker for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they're going to last 123 minutes. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, pool is as big as it's ever been right now. Um, I think that much is clear and the, the prize money definitely could be. If they can just up the prize money, it will stop. Uh, it, well, you're just trying to make it as more professional as possible, you know. They're, tr- they're trying, they're, the ultimate guys are really trying. Uh, I don't know the answers. So I can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like I say, you know, I'm still wet behind the ears with it all. So yeah. I don't want to pretend to sit here and pretend I know everything because I don't. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, pool has always been, you know, the sport that I love. I've, I've played snooker, I've played in leagues, but I've always chosen pool over snooker. Yeah. Um, I have, I have. But I'm sorry. Go on, go on, no, 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 go on. Go on. Uh, no, I just wanted to say, uh, Paul has given me my, my new favourite word ever, which I've never heard of, <laughs> which is messes as well. So f- thank you to Paul for... Finding that word there'll be, out. There'll be more words for you. Yeah, yeah. Course, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, I always preferred pool over snooker, but I always knew that snooker was was tougher. way above sport, way yeah. above pool, you know, a tougher sport. It's where the money's at. It's, you know, you obviously need to be a, a certain standard. The, the amount of hours required to be any good at snooker is just too much for kids yeah. these days. That's yeah. why no kids want to play it, you know, whereas see it in the club, the two little Johnny and Stephen come in the club for a little game. Uh, they've got the, they've got an hour's worth of money. They can have six, seven, eight games of pool. If they went and played snooker, they probably wouldn't finish a frame. Yeah. So it's just it's just faster. It's like darts. It's it's just more interaction nonstop. Can you see maybe if the maybe if the prize money goes up, can you see it overtaking snooker? I, I don't think you could ever. I don't think you'll ever overtake snooker. But I do think I do think if it was if Barry earned own pool. Paul would be colossal, okay. for sure. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you realise the effect that you've had on the area? And I'm going to explain this. Um, you know, in terms of in terms of potters, there's there's a pull. There's a pull on. You know, if people in Burton, I mean, you know, I live, you know, the other way, complete opposite way for where Potters is. If I want to go for a game of pool, I'm going to want to go to Potters. You know, do you, do you? Th- do you kind of realise how much of an effect you've had? Because, I mean, if you weren't 
if you weren't involved with Potters, I probably wouldn't have that kind of. And I'm not saying I come up there just to see you because that would be very odd. But, <laughs> you, but but you know you know what I mean. Like you're up there, people know. You know, you might not be there, but Dave Gilbert owns this place. Uh, a few people have said that to me. Uh, I don't really think so. Uh, I, I think me, Phil, and Nez work completely brilliantly as a team. And what and what we do have got is thirty years of experience living in living in snooker clubs. We know exactly what you want, and it's dead easy as far as I'm concerned. The best tables you can possibly play on, good beer, and uh, a nice friendly environment. There ain't a lot more to it than that. Yeah, that's fair enough. And are there any, you know, are there any big plans for Potters that you've got lined up, or is is everything you're happy with the way things are? Uh, I think what we've done at the club in in the space of twelve months is nothing short of remarkable, really. Yeah. And that's down to the, the the guys that use the club, the members. You know, without you guys coming through the door, we wouldn't be able to spend anything like we have. I mean, we've just, uh, like we say, we've got the aircon upstairs now in a snooker room. It's a beautiful snooker room. I couldn't ask for, wish for a better room than what we've got. Um, we're having s- solar panels put put on, on the roof very soon, which um, solves a problem of um, a power issue that we have, uh, the input of the power, because we instantly want to get air conditioning in the pool section mm-hmm. and the bar downstairs. Uh, we're, we're just trying to make the best club we possibly can. I think... There's not a lot more we can do, you know. We, we give you the best tables, we give you the best whatever cloths you have. I mean, we started on Strack and Superfine, we did a vote, you all voted Ainsworth match, so we've gone Ainsworth match. Whatever you guys want, we will try and do for you. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, excellent. No, and the, you know, it is a, an amazing club. The competitions that are run there, they're always a great time. So, no, fair play. People are really enjoying it. So, yeah, no, we appreciate that. And um, these things don't just happen because of us, you know. You've had Vinny on the phone there. What Vinny does for the local area, running all these comps. Without guys like Vinny, these things don't take off, you know. He does it just purely out of love for the game, you know. It's, it's, Vinny's a legend to us, and he is to the whole area, I think. Yeah, um, I had a Vinny question lined up near the end. Okay. But we're talking about him now. Okay, so, go on. Vinny, we're going to jump in. Yeah. You know, just just how good has he been? In I, terms I, of what I find he does. it ridiculous, you know. Um, these guys that do all this out, out off their own back and just for the pure love of it, and what they do for n- not just our club but the whole area, you know. He he puts a comp up nowadays. It's pretty much full within the hour. You know, it's ridiculous. If we if we had more tables, I'm I'm quite confident in saying our comps wouldn't be have 64 players in it. They'd have 128 oh, players easy. without a doubt. I mean, his his flyers are brilliant. The flyers that you run are just uh, unbelievable. Uh, the Sunday comps now, you know, we, we've, we've changed things as we've gone along, as we've learnt, you know. We've, we tried to get a bit more prize money, like the 32-man, £25 comp. We've sacked that off. We're down to the tenor comps. It's just about getting you, you guys that come, just want to play pool all day, have a good time and enjoy yourselves, you know. We've, I think we've got it great at the minute. And, and until that starts to die off or peter off, there's no need to, to look for other other avenues right now you know um Vinny's, Vinny's absolutely fantastic for the pool side and I've got to con- congratulate guys like Carl Poulton and, and co that are involved with the Burton Snooker League you know without these people that do it just for pure for love because they do get a lot of stick as well you yeah know? of course they do yeah and and they don't deserve it because they do it for free um you know without these guys these things don't happen so we're, we're very lucky to have Vinny yeah definitely and another guy you I suppose you're lucky to have. We'll, we'll talk about Kyle for a bit. Yes, yeah. unbelievable pool player. 
but also a great lad. Yeah. Um, you obviously taken a shine to him as well. How how did you know the first meeting? Did you realise straight away? Did you watch? Kind of. I got told about Kyle Cope uh, from a guy over at Lucky Kiss. I just can I just pop in there, my mate Ben Swinnerton and Carmen. They've just took over the Lucky Kiss at Tamworth. So if anybody's over at Tamworth, pop into the Lucky Kiss. You know they're pretty much like us. They try and have the best things. Good luck to you guys. But the guy that runs their comps, keep going. Keith, yeah. Told me about um, a lad called Kyle Cope. He's in your area. I bet you he pops in your club. Um, he popped in quite pretty early on. He's a he's a shy kid. Uh, had a watch of him the one day, and I thought this boy, you know, he's got a bit about him. He's got a, he's got a cracking style around the table, a fantastic attitude and temperament, and he 100 percent plays the game the right way. Um, yeah, we did take a shine to him. Tried to you know help him out as much as we can. We give him a free table, pay for his comps. Whatever he needs or wants, really, and and, and I'll I'll give him all the advice, but he, he don't like listening too much. Bless him. Um, but he's only twenty one, you know. I, when I was his age, I didn't listen to anyone. I was the biggest idiot ever going. Carl's miles ahead of me, you know. I, I, if I had a bit more, if I had Carl's temperament and attitude, I, I'd have been a, a top top player, you know, a serial winner probably. Um, you can't teach what Carl has or learn it. You know, it's very difficult to learn. It's something I've tried to do for 30 years, this being calm and thinking clearly and blah, blah, blah. not having a good attitude, not being a cue banger. Um, he's got fantastic attributes. I think Carl's got two or three gears and levels that he doesn't even know he's got. Um, if he just dedicated himself a touch more and used his contacts that he's got now, a, a lot more I think his game could really improve like we're all desperate for him to get onto the Ultimate Pool Pro Series next year so touch wood he does that but if he does that he's then a real stickleback in a, in a massive ocean you know um, so he, he he needs to really to, to up the levels I, I think if he just shows a little bit more dedication to the cause and um, plays with Bigger, as bigger names as possible, you know. He's got Jack Whelan, Clint Ianson uh, around the corner. They, all these guys want to practice. Use them as much as possible. That's Definitely. my advice. That's my advice. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, I was going to ask what what's there for the future for him, but obviously, it will be becoming a pro. Hopefully, I have yeah. no doubt. I have yeah. no doubt um, from what I see. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you best be listening, Kyle, because we'll both be. He won't be. No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's that then. I hope, I hope he does. Not mentioning I hope him he anymore. Does. Jack Whelan did an interview with you not so long ago, and you, he got. You know, we asked the question. He answered it perfect. Yeah, very honestly. Yeah. Yeah. He, he answered it perfect for me. Kyle. Kyle could. Could seriously. You know, I don't think he's anywhere near his full potential. He's not. Um, I, I don't want him to be the best player in the area. I want him to be the best pool player in the con- in 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 the country yeah whatever it is you know i want him to win these ultimate pool the pro events he's certainly got it in him he definitely has definitely has agreed um we're going to go back to potters and we're going to talk about i know you mentioned obviously how incredible the tables are incredible and the place is a great place what separates it though from you know from the other places in the area I think I think it's down to the people, isn't it? You know, we've got we've got a great bunch of lads that use our club regularly. That they, they have a good crack, good banter. Um, all the families that come in now, it just creates a lovely, friendly atmosphere and, and vibe. You know, we stick that jukebox on on, a, on an evening, and everyone's just whacking balls about having a good time. Um, what separates it is that I'd like to think it's the loving and care that not just me, Phil, and and, and Neza have put into the place. It's the staff as well. The staff are great. It 
becomes like a big family, you know. Um, you try and you try and remember everybody's names. Obviously, I'm terrible with names, so sometimes I just end up calling everyone mate. But it becomes like a real close knit family thing, and um, I think from there, that's that's where you get your great atmosphere from. Brilliant. Um, a question that I was asked to ask George <laughs> Tierney when I had him on the show, um, and something that I'm going to speak to you about now was if he would come over to Potter's to use it as a home venue for a money match so that the you know everyone at Potters can get behind him. How incredible do you think that would be? Uh, George would definitely be more than welcome to use my club if he ever wished or wanted to. Um, he'd have great support wherever he goes. I think George is a great guy. He plays these money matches how they should be. He appreciates that there's going to be a bit of grief, maybe. There shouldn't be, but there is. Um, he takes it all on the chin. He doesn't moan and whinge after like a big baby and, and put the silly posts that some do, you know. Um, George gets what the money game is and, and he just plays on that. Uh, good luck to him. Yeah, no, excellent stuff. Um, so, George, if you're listening, we'll we'll have to get that sorted because I think that'd be, it'd be a great event. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd have a great support. He'd have great support. 100%. Um, would you like to give a special shout out, obviously, to the team at Potter's, you know, the staff, you've got Phil and Nez as well, you, you work closely with them, um, do you want to give them a little little shout out for the work they do? All of our staff, you know, um, we're, like I say, we're, we're a big family now and um, if, we, if we left the club today and didn't go back for six months, I totally think that the club would be in exactly the same shape as I left it. Uh, I couldn't be any more grateful for the guys that have worked for us and work for us now. Um, and long may it continue, you know. Phil Phil is brilliant at what he does. Nez is amazing at what he does. I just spend the money. I have it easy. Tried to get him to sell my share actually this week, but he's not quite biting for it because I just fancy going lying on a beach for a few months. But <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll niggle at him tomorrow. Yeah, have another go tomorrow. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um but mostly, it's the members. It's the guys that use the club. It, it, like you say, we couldn't have been able to do any of the changes that we've done without the people coming through the doors. It's a, a huge thank you to everybody that uses our place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Um, you've got some very good teams up there. On you know, there's there's pool nights and snooker nights all over the shop, all you know, all week. Did that? Did that also take you by surprise at how many leagues around? Unbelievable. Hadn't like I say, we had no idea. Um, Snooker players won't like me saying this because obviously it upset quite a lot of the snooker boys who like the club how it used to be. We just snooker um, and a nice quiet club. Things have changed, and and but I think with what we've done for all the tables, you know, we've got four heated tables, match tables in there now. The aircon, the match lighting, you know, I think they realised that we had we had to go this way as a business. You know, um, the pool league nights blow my mind. You know, I go in there on a Wednesday night and the place is just flooded with teams. It's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It really is. And uh, it, ma- it makes me, makes me really proud to see it like that as well. It's, um, it's a great atmosphere and uh, long may it continue. You know, I hope, I hope the leagues carry on and, and carry on growing too. It's, um, I can't believe how popular this pool is. I really can't. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, obviously, I mean, I've been involved in pool for, you know, sort of 12, 13 years. And, but when I started, it was never, there was never really any competitions. Right. You know, after 16, 17, there was never anything I could enter. It was yeah. just kind of the le- a couple of leagues. Yeah. To see where it is now and all that you can enter and all of the places hosting events, it's, it's amazing. And it's good to have someone like yourself involved that people know your name. Yeah. And it does, it, it does attract people. Uh, you know? I'd like to think, I mean, 
I don't want to sound big headed or anything, but I, I know a lot of local clubs and and not too far from us. It's it's boomed. I'd like to think it's boomed even more just through what we've doing. People trying to copy us a little bit, and uh, but that that doesn't bother me in the slightest. You know, it's great. It's great that there's so much so many options for you guys who love pool out there now. Right now, if you want to get in the car for twenty minutes, you can you can play in so many different places or competitions. You know, and I I think we've helped with that an enormous lot. Uh, I really do, and. Um, yeah, if we could just get our hands on on, a, on another place, I've I'd have I've got some mega plans, but uh, it's it's the too big for Potter's. Potter's is perfect as it is, and, and he doesn't you know that it's always going to stay that way. Uh, who knows what the future can bring? Yeah, uh, I mean, can you give us any spoilers about your plans? Or no, listen, no, I'll be dead straight with you, mate. We we've nearly well, we nearly owned another club that never quite happened. It died a death at the the last minute. Um. And I got and I got completely uh, mugged off over another club. Uh, I won't name name names or anything, but business has been a learning curve for us over the past twelve months, and uh, I've certainly learned a lot. And yeah, they're, they're right what they say. You never trust anybody uh, in business. You know, you keep your cards close to your chest, and and I've been the world's worst because I'm far too honest and emotional. But uh, I won't be from now on. Yeah, fair play. Um, obviously, I'm I'm not trying to sell places that I'm not involved in. But have you have you been into Spot On in town? Oh, Spot On's um, Spot On is actually where I had my first century break in in a match when yes. I was thirteen. Was um, it called Riley's then, or was it uh, called Spot no, On? No, it was definitely called it was definitely called Spot On. I couldn't tell you where I was playing or anything, but uh, yeah, big massive open plan room. I mean, it's it's um, is, is that it's perfect a good spot? For if if I had it, it'd be different. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to know. Um, I'm going to give you an opportunity now. We're going to do it. I do a five-a-side with, you've heard it before. I yeah, do a five-a-side yeah. with all my pool players. Yeah. I'm going to let you do one with snooker players. Oh, no, and, sod them. Do no? the pool. Oh, you want to do pool? Yeah, we don't need snooker. Ah, well, the, the yeah, best pool good. player ever is a snooker player anyway, which, <laughs> okay. which I'm sure will wind a few up. But. <laughs> no, okay, listen. <laughs> you, you make the rules. It's your yeah. show. We'll do, we'll do, do the pool. We'll do pool. Pool's okay. Class. Well, you're going to be number one. Do I have to be in it? I'll, I'll just be the sideliner. I'll be the captain or something. You're Dave Gilbert. You right, can't. I'm no good. Be I'm no good. <laughs> Listen, you got four players. Got it. Four. And I want I want reasons as well right. as to why they're in your Kyle team. Cope, number one, uh, because I think the kid can be the real deal if he really knuckles down to it, and he's got balls of steel. You know, um, if if I was to see a kid play a de- deciding frame, I'd be happy putting Kyle Con Cope on for sure. Uh, I've had a game with Jack Whelan. He made me feel like I was like an eight-year-old kid uh, that didn't have a clue what I was doing. So he made me realise the difference between a good player and a proper player. Uh, he's a proper player, that boy, and uh, good luck to him. He, try, he tries his absolutes off to get the most out of himself, and I appreciate that. Uh, I've got to put the goat in. Mark Selby. Not, but no one's going to agree, agree with me on this. But if it was up to me, if 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 anybody was ever brave enough to get to their own little piggy bank, get all their money out and play Mark Selby, then I would shake their hand and say good luck to you, mate. Because I don't think I think if Mark Selby played anyone ten times, he comes out on top of them the majority, whether it's pool or snook or anything. I just think that geezer's amazing. And uh, when you talk about the complete package, that's Mark Selby. Uh, and well, have I got one last pick? Got one more. One last pick. One last pick. 
Uh, oh, it's a tough one. But I haven't played him. I, I love Stevie Dempsey. I like watching him. He's a top geezer. And I like Craig Waddingham. I've got. I've started to get on a good relationship with him. But I've never played you boys, so I can't put you in. Um, Jared Cronje, local lad. I cannot beat him for Toffee. He's got to be in my squad. If he believed in himself a bit more, he'd, he'd, he'd do a lot better. Uh, i got a lot of time for the JC. Yep, we have got JC on the show. 11th, yeah, 11th yeah. of August. He's so. a good geezer. Happy days, happy days. No, strong team. So two locals and two superstars, there you go. I think it'd do all right, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it'd win nick the odd match, yeah. wouldn't it? Are you, you going to be non-playing captain? or Non-playing captain. <laughs> no, listen, we've um, we've absolutely flown through the show. It's been brilliant. Um, I'm going to give you one more opportunity for any more shout-outs you may have to anybody listening. Yeah, just absolutely thanks to everybody in the uh, the Swad Burton areas, really. You know, anyone that comes to use my club, but me, Phil and Neil, just give, us, give you all a special thank you. We totally appreciate it. It's you guys that make the club. And it's you guys that have helped us build the club to what it is. So just a, a massive thank you and uh, long may it continue. Excellent. Thank you very much. I'll let you have a breather for a minute. Cheers, Dave. While I close out the show. No worries. You can drink your cuppa if you've got any left. <laughs> um, yeah, a couple of shout outs as per usual. We've got um, our promoter, Mark Smith, for the work he does for us and the sharing of uh, you know graphics and, and posts on social media. If you'd like to visit his website, it is www.ukworldqsports.com. For snooker and pool, please go and check it out. And then my second shout-out, as always, is for this guy right in front of me and our sponsors, Potters. Um, you know, in terms of sponsorship, when we spoke about it, it was unbelievable to get them on board. For a show like this, for them to be involved and for Dave to be involved, uh, you know, Phil, Nez, and, and the sign they've put up at the club, if you haven't seen it, it's incredible. So thank you to you guys, and thank you to everyone listening at home. I hope you have a brilliant weekend. Um, we have been live in the studio. Thank you f- to Vinny for being the sole writer in. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening in. And I hope the weather picks up for everyone because it's not great at the minute. But listen, enjoy your Friday night and enjoy your weekend. And that's us done. Thank you very much. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Micro Brew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. <laughs>